afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. What a beautiful Friday. What an excellent day to be alive in the greatest country on the planet. The freest country on the planet. Yes, America is still the greatest country and still the freest country, regardless of what is what has come down the pike in the past. We are still the greatest, still the freest and if you're going to wake up anywhere, you want to wake up in the United States of America. That's the bottom line. And in waking up here in the freest country, we realize that there is a lot of work to do. There is a lot of work to keep the country free. It's our objective to keep it free and to keep it safe and to keep it on the right track. We want to keep it on the track that our founders put it on. And we know we've documented it. We've talked about it. There are nefarious foes at work that would love to derail it. They would love nothing more than to derail freedom. They would love nothing more than to put America under their thumb. And they would love nothing more than to dumb down the education. To just... So... Our kids come out of our, our K-12 schools not truly understanding what freedom is and not truly understanding what it takes to maintain this freedom, not truly understanding our rights. There are nefarious foes at work to 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 thwart that, to, to make sure that that students don't get it. And it starts with the narrative. They have... They, they are effective at changing the narrative. They're effective at creating definitions and just, and just repeating lies. And they repeat it enough and enough and enough and enough until, until eventually people believe it. Because if you continue to repeat the lie over and over, you know, well, it must be true. I've heard it enough. I heard I've I I hear everybody saying that it that must be true. No, it is not true, but we will talk about it today. Uh we're gonna we're gonna revisit Gavin Newsom. We're gonna see what's going on with Gavin. Maybe we should start having a, a special Gavin segment every week. What's happening with Gavin? Well, remember when we were asking that question last week has has gavin flipped sides because he vetoed he vetoed that bill that he vetoed i don't even remember what the what the number of the veto was or the bill was now but he vetoed it and we were all pretty astonished but you know what he's back he is back to his old ways and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna revisit gavin and we're gonna talk about grassroots we're going to talk about grassroots because we 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 have come to the conclusion and and really we we've always known this but it's 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 come more more to light lately but the answer is grassroots the answer to to fixing the situation here in the country on many levels education included but not just education just fixing the direction and the the, the answer the, the solution is grassroots. It's not found in Washington, D.C. It's, you know, it, it may not even be found in our in our state houses and legislatures. I mean, it's going to be found there before D.C., but really it starts local. It's going to start on the county level, the absolute local level. 
and we need to get involved in grassroots. All of us need to find a grassroots organization that, that we align with and that is on a mission. And it's a mission that that we can get behind. We've talked about some of those organizations this week, and we're going to keep talking about them. We're going to keep highlighting them. We're going to keep them in our forefront because the more we keep talking about them, the more we keep highlighting them, uh, then maybe the more we'll get involved. Maybe the more we will get behind them and get on board and get involved and get involved in what's happening, get involved in, in saving the country. And we're going to hear from some people in the next coming days and weeks that are that are doing just that. And hopefully it'll be inspiring. Hopefully, you know, you will be inspired to to get involved, get in, be inspired to to run. Maybe maybe run for a school board seat, maybe maybe get involved in local government or maybe join something on the grassroots level to 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 engage the fight. That's what we want. We want conservatives, we want patriots, we want Christians involved. We want conservative patriots and Christians engaged in the fight. I recall recently a school board president in California calling for Christians to to get on a, 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 a the local school board curriculum committee and the place just went nuts. I mean, not the school district, but people outside of the school district went nuts. How dare she call for Christians to get involved in the school board? That's a violation of the separation of church and state. Christians can't do anything. Well, that's not true. That is not true. We can do anything that anybody else can do. And we need to be involved. We need to be involved in local government. And we'll call for it here. We will call for Christians to rise up, Christians to get involved. Let's go after it. Gavin Newsom is, uh, I mean, he's he's doing that. He's doing the same thing. He's just not calling for Christians. He's not, the bills that he is signing are, uh, he signed nine. He vetoed the one, but then he, the next day he signed nine. And this article says, California Governor Gavin Newsom signs nine pro-LGBTQ bills into law. What if that headline said, Gavin Newsom, or pick your favorite governor. Governor signs nine pro-Christian bills into law. Do you think that that would be a problem? He can't sign pro-Christian bills into law. That's a separation of church and state. California governor signed nine LGBTQ supportive bills into law last week after vetoing one. Newsom, a Democrat, announced the signings Saturday evening. And here are the bills. I'm not going to spend a lot of time in them. I just want to, I just want to highlight them quickly. Number one, Assembly Bill 5 sets timelines for implementing LGBTQ cultural competency training for public school teachers and staff. Ah, I just, 
Oh, this bill sets timelines. All right, we got to have a timeline in place, a timeline for when we can implement cultural competency training. So school teachers and staff need to be competent in LGBTQ culture. I wonder what that looks like. I wonder what that training looks like. Hmm? What do you think? What do you think that, or better yet, what if the bill said, Assembly Bill 5 sets timelines for implementing Christianity culture competency training for public school teachers and staff. Do you think that would go over well? Nope. No, no, you can't do that. No, that's that's unconstitutional. But, you know, you can train the staff. You know, you can make sure everyone is, is aware that they're competent in the homosexual culture. I just, you know, I just wonder. I wonder what that looks like, you teachers in California. Um, you know, hold on. Here you go. That was Assembly Bill 5. Senate Bill 857 creates an advisory task force to identify the needs of LGBTQ students and put supportive measures into force. Why are we just signing bills that that created an advisory task force to identify the needs of a particular group of students. Why don't we just identify the needs of students and let's meet the needs of students? Why is there special legislation identifying a task force to meet the needs of one particular group? What if that bill said, Senate Bill 857 creates an advisory task force to identify the needs of Christian students. Huh? Is that, you think that would fly? Uh, yeah, but Dean, they need it. These, these students need it. Well, students in general need things. So why, why can't we just focus on students? Why do we have to, you know, well, I mean, here's why we have to pit groups against each other, because that's the only way we can divide the country. We got to do it that way. Uh, SB 407 directs the California Department of Social Services when evaluating foster care homes to make sure homosexual young people are not placed in hostile environments. How, again, how about we have a bill that directs the Department of Social Services when evaluating foster care homes just to make sure young people aren't placed in hostile environments? I mean, young people, period. You, you know, let's let's make sure the foster homes are safe for young people. You know, we don't have to to just make sure the homes are safe for particular groups of young people. You know, if we're going to make them safe, let's make them safe. Does that make sense, Gavin? Uh, AB 223 requires any petition for a change of gender and sex identifier by a minor to be kept confidential by the court. Okay, so not only do the, do the school districts have to keep it quiet, keep it confidential, but the court does as well. If a minor is petitioning for a change of gender 
the court must keep it confidential. Does that mean that the minor can go to court on their own and, um, you know, petition for a change of gender without their parents knowing? That's AB 223. AB 760 sets standards for all gender restrooms in public and private K-12 schools. Oh, boy. I've got another article on, on that very topic out of Texas that maybe we'll get to today. Uh, the bill Newsom vetoed last week would have required courts when making custody decisions to consider whether a parent is supportive of a child's gender identity. Newsom said this measure went too far in dictating court actions and could have led, quote, other-minded, end quote, politicians in California and elsewhere to, quote, use this strategy to diminish the civil rights of vulnerable communities. Wow. Democratic Senator Scott Weiner has objected to Newsom's veto of that legislation but praised his signing of SB 407, which Wiener authored. So SB 407 is the bill that directs the California Department of Social Services when evaluating foster care homes to make sure homosexual young people are not placed in hostile environments. Wiener, who is also homosexual, praised the signing of that bill by stating, homosexual youth deserve a supportive and affirming home, the same as any other child, Wiener said in the statement. So yes, uh, you're right. So why not, why not just make it, make the home safe for all children? How about that? How about we just have a bill that says foster care homes have to be safe for all kids? I mean, that makes sense. The article continues, I'm proud that California is taking this step to expand support for homosexual youth at a time when elected leaders in other states are targeting, oh, here it is. This is why. This is why they have to have a bill directing the Department of Social Services when evaluating foster care homes to make sure homosexual young people are not placed in hostile environments because of this statement right here. Wiener says, at a time when elected leaders in other states are targeting them, homosexual youth, with cruel restrictions and hate. And hate. Do you know of any other state in the union that is targeting homosexual young people with cruel restrictions and hate? Have you seen any of these headlines? No, I haven't either. In a press release, Newsom said, quote, California is proud to have some of the most robust laws in the nation when it comes to protecting and supporting our homosexual community. And we're committed to the ongoing work to create safer, more inclusive spaces for all Californians. These measures were help, will help promote vulnerable, will help protect vulnerable youth promote acceptance, and create more supportive environments in our schools and communities. I thank Senator Eggman and the Homosexual Caucus for their dedicated leadership and partnership in advancing our state's values of equality, 
freedom and acceptance. In the release, Senator Susan Eggman, chair of the California Legislative Homosexual Caucus, added, quote, This year, the Homosexual Caucus took up the important work of protecting our communities in the face of vile anti-homosexual rhetoric. I have not heard anybody utter vile homosexual rhetoric anywhere. But this year, the Homosexual Caucus took up the important work of protecting our communities in the face of vile anti-homosexual rhetoric, discriminatory laws across the country, and hatred. Have you have you seen a law that discriminates against homosexuals anywhere? Anywhere in the country? I mean, are they talking about North Carolina, which said... <laughs> Let's pass a law that would that would you know make schools have to tell parents if a child wants to transition or is talking about transition. I mean, you think in their minds that's a discriminatory law against homosexuals? You know, because the the state wants parents to know what's happening. You know, just to let's let the state know that actually in the schools your your child's being groomed. Uh, and and we just think the parents should know is is that discriminatory? Is that the the law you're referring to? I wonder if that's the vile anti-homosexual rhetoric, uh, the discriminatory laws across the country, and hatred. Well, I don't know of any. I don't know of any. All right, we're running up against the break here. Let's pick up this article on the other side. You're listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to The Dean's List. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on americaoutloud.news. 
or you can listen the next day. All of our shows go to podcast 24 hours later, and you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are happy to have you on board. I am back in studio today. I noticed uh, I've, I've, I've been traveling and um, doing the show from locations. And I did notice that there was some breakup in the sound a little bit while on the road. So we'll see if maybe today isn't better. I am happy to be back on the saddle, however. We are, uh, we're looking at Gavin. He's back. Uh, we thought that maybe, maybe he had switched sides last week. Actually, we didn't. No, we knew he didn't switch sides. But we knew that he had to veto that bill. Because ultimately, Gavin wants to find himself in the White House. And he was not going to find himself in the White House if he if he signed that bill into law, which which would have which would have caused judges to give special credence in a custody case to the parent who is affirming the child's gender of choice. And uh, Gavin said, no, no, even even. Even Gavin Newsom said that this this went a little too far. But uh, Gavin signed a litany of other bills. One of them is SB 407, which directs the California Department of Social Services when evaluating foster care homes to make sure homosexual young people are not placed in hostile environments. And the question that we are asking here is, why doesn't this bill just make sure that there is not a single foster care home that is a hostile environment for any child. Doesn't that make sense? Shouldn't the foster care homes be safe for all children? Uh-huh. But uh, Scott Weiner, the senator who authored this bill, kind of he kind of explains why, why we can't have that why it has to to be segregated, and it fits their narrative of accusation. As we've said here, the the left, they are the masters at controlling the narrative. And I I think we are learning, however, on the right to reject that, to reject their definitions, and to reject their narrative. At least here, we don't don't follow their, their given definitions of words. And we reject these types of of bills based upon the rationale for the bill. So Wiener says, homosexual youth deserve a supportive and affirming home, the same as any other child, which I agree. Yes, they do. So let's just make the bill be, you know, make sure that foster care homes are safe for all children. But uh, Wiener goes a little further. And he says, I'm proud that California is taking this step to expand support for homosexual youth at a time when elected leaders in other states are targeting them with cruel restrictions and hate. So there it is. Because other states, other elected leaders in other states are targeting homosexual youth with cruel restrictions and hate. I don't know of any law in any other state that targets any group 
with cruel restrictions or hate, homosexual or otherwise. And I don't know that that Wiener can can give us one, but yet he throws out this accusation that this is why we have to have this bill for homosexual youth in California, because homosexual youth across the country are targeted with cruel restrictions and hate. And the reporter, this he, uh, he makes this statement in the Bay Area Reporter, and the uh, you know the reporter that he's speaking to from this newspaper doesn't question him on it. He or she does not say, "Well, um, Mr. Weiner, what can you be more specific? What elected leaders and what states are you referring to? And can you explain?" the cruel restrictions and hate that these other leaders in other states are 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 doing no there's none of that it just you know he just gets away with it he he just gets away with his statement and this is where we need to get to the point where we are rejecting these claims this is a false claim that that wiener does not support and we reject it and this law that they pass here, SB 407, should be a law that protects all kids. You know, it should be a law that directs the California Department of Social Service when evaluating foster care homes to make sure all young people are not placed in hostile environments. But that goes against their narrative. They have to create a narrative that their class of individuals, I mean, Wiener is homosexual, you know, he's, you know, he admits that I'm not, you know, the article refers to him as homosexual. And they have to have their class of, of individual as one who's targeted with cruel restrictions and hate. You know, they're the oppressed, and so they need special treatment. The article continues, in a press release, Newsom said, Quote, California is proud to have some of the most robust laws in the nation when it comes to protecting and supporting our homosexual community. And we're committed to the ongoing work to create safer, more inclusive spaces for all Californians. These measures will help protect vulnerable youth, promote acceptance, and create more supportive environments in our schools and communities. So all of that... uh, implies that you know these kids are oppressed actually you know if if there is a a young person who wants to transition or you know is is thinking about this lifestyle but the parent is not supportive of that that that's what they're targeting that's who they're going after. They're they're going after the non-supportive parents because they want everybody to, you know, parents included, they got to get the parents in line. Parents, you better get in line on this. You better buck up and start doing what, you know, what we want you to do. You better buck up and do what your kid wants you to do. You don't have the right to raise them. You do not have the right or the authority or the permission to raise them in the way you see fit. Uh Uh-uh. You have to affirm them. You have to go along with their chosen gender. Uh, Newsom continues, I think Senator Eggman 
and of the Homosexual Caucus for their dedicated leadership and partnership in advancing our state's values of equality, freedom, and acceptance. Uh, you know, I I don't know, you know, while, while we disagree with the homosexual lifestyle, I don't know of a single person who does not accept somebody who is homosexual. I, I don't know of a single person who refuses to accept them. But they, they they're targeting parents here. They're they're going after parents who 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 want their children to not be placed in a position where they're they're being taught that they should transition. That's who they're going after. In the release, Senator Susan Eggman, chair of the California Legislative Homosexual Caucus, added, This year, the Homosexual Caucus took up the important work of protecting our communities in the face of vile, anti-homosexual rhetoric, discriminatory laws across the country, and hatred. I, I don't know of... I, I don't know of any vile, anti-homosexual rhetoric. Do you? I don't know of any discriminatory laws that were that were made across the country, and I don't know of any hatred. But this is the the narrative. This is this is why they say we have to have these specialized laws for this particular group. You know, because there are discriminatory laws happening across the country. They can say this thing, and they're, of course, they're not fact-checked on it. There is, you know, there's not a single reporter out there that raises his or her hand and says, excuse me, um, Mrs. Eggman, Senator Eggman, could you tell me the discriminatory laws that are happening across the country? You know, laws, plural, that are across the country would imply they're happening everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Um, could you could you please you know describe an example of vile, anti-homosexual rhetoric? You know, vile is a strong word. Uh, you know, could could you please, you know, maybe maybe a little dis, you know, something description? No, there there's no pushback, but we reject it. We reject their narrative. We reject their accusatory narrative because that's what it is. It's accusatory. You evil Republicans and your vile anti-homosexual rhetoric and your discriminatory laws filled with hate. Uh, I, I don't know of any. And I absolutely reject the claim. I reject the accusation and I reject the claim. She continues. I appreciate the governor's partnership in signing some of our priority and endorsed legislation today and hope we can continue to educate about the harm homosexual people will continue to face if we fail to act. I don't know of any harm, but you see, the premise here is we have to keep acting. If we don't, they will continue to face harm. They will continue to be in jeopardy. Therefore, we must act. We must. We must do things. We must. Uh, you know, fill in the blank. The quote continues: While states across the nation are passing legislation that puts 
homosexual people and especially youth at risk. California is sending a clear message today. Hate-filled attacks will not be tolerated, and we will continue protecting and ensuring the safety of all members of the homosexual community. Again, you know, there isn't any specifics. She just says, while states across the nation are passing legislation that puts homosexual youth at risk. So, um, you know, I guess I've got to wonder, do you think, you know, Senator Eggman and Senator Weiner and their accusations of states uh, passing laws that puts youth at risk. You think they're talking about North Carolina and the fact that North Carolina passed a parental rights bill, which says that the, the schools have to notify parents if if kids are talking about transitioning. You, you, you think that's the... Uh, you think that's the law that they're saying is is hate-filled attacks? Uh, a clear message of hate-filled attacks because they want to make parents aware of what schools are doing? Because North Carolina wants to make parents aware that, that there is some indoctrination happening in the public schools. And if that child starts saying, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I want to. And then the school has to notify the parent within three days. You think that's the uh, you think that's the hate-filled legislation that's putting homosexual young people at risk? You know what that does? It lets the parents know what's happening, so the parents can then start communicating with the child, and the child can start working through the gender confusion, because. You know, once the child is able to to communicate this with parents and work through the gender confusion, chances are the the child comes out of it. Oh, but the left can't have that. They cannot have the child coming out of it without mutilating themselves. They can't have the child coming out of it without, you know, without not transitioning. That's just not. No, uh-uh, that's not allowed. Why, if 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 the parent has to commu- communicate with the child, or if the parent has an opportunity to communicate with the child, that's putting the child at risk. Don't you know that's that's a hate-filled attack? How dare they? How dare those state legislatures notify those parents, putting that child at risk? Such hatred. I wonder. I wonder if that's what they're talking about. Well, but you, we don't know because, of course, the reporter doesn't ask for their specifics. I mean, clearly, it's happening all across the country. Eggman continues. We are thankful to our legislative partners for championing these important bills and to Governor Newsom for continuing to be such a strong ally in improving and protecting the well-being of the homosexual community as we face, here it is again, Growing attacks from far-right extremists. Growing attacks. Look, I don't know of anybody on the right who is attacking anybody who is homosexual. What I do see, however, are parents on the right who do not want this indoctrination shoved down the throats of their children. That's what's happening. 
you know, parents on the right, I guess, you know, if you're a parent and you're conservative, you are a far right extremist. And if you go to the to the school and you say, I don't want my, you know, my, my child being taught a homosexual curriculum, then you are, of course, you know, attacking homosexuality, you know, and this this community. Uh, is in the you know they they are in the face of growing attacks from far right extremists. I think they need to be called out on it. Uh, there's no attack here. We just don't want it shoved down our throats. We're, we're not attacking you, but we don't want our children, our kindergartners, as we discovered yesterday in 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 Oregon. We don't want our our kindergartners subject to an I, I, I want to say an oversexualized curriculum, but it's sexualized. Period. We don't want our kindergartners sexualized. Four and five year olds do not need to be sexualized. They just need to be children. Leave them alone. Let them let them learn. Their their minds are filled with wonder, and and they want to discover the world allow them that discovery uh but you know don't don't shove this stuff down their throats that that's what the that's what the the parents on the right are asking for they they have values and they want their children taught and raised in those values all right uh Newsom and the Democrats are back on the other side of this break, however, we will uh, we will talk about some good news. We'll we'll talk about some things that are happening on the right, things that that we can be proud of and stand up for. You're listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk. Change in the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. 
Welcome back to The Dean's List on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. We are happy to have you on board with us today. So uh, we were, you know, briefly addressing the fact that while Newsom vetoed a bill that we were all happy he vetoed, he turned around and just, you know, signed a bunch of other bills that, you know, we're not really questioning because it's it's classic Classic Gavin. The uh, the narrative. This is really the basis of our conversation. That the left they they are accusatory in their narrative, and that's how they that's how they get things done. They accuse others of being filled with hate. Uh, they accuse others of of being cruel and restrictive when in fact what they accuse is essentially what they are. There is another bill here that Newsom signed, SB 760, which sets standards for all gender restrooms in public and private K-12 schools. I'm not sure what those standards are that it set, but it leads me to to something that took place in California, I'm sorry, in Texas. And this is coming out just yesterday. So we've been talking about grassroots and um, and I've, I've been in some meetings all week. And this morning I, I heard from a, a, a fellow who is in part of a grassroots group called Citizens Defending Freedom. And he was just presenting some some details about about what the group does, uh, and it they do what, what what they say is in their name: citizens defending freedom. That's what it is. It's it's just a group of people, normal citizens like you and me, that have a mindset that they want to defend freedom. They want to defend the values that the country was founded on. And so after his talk, we had a chance to, to speak, and he he said, well, you know, an example just yesterday, and he, he sent me this article, and that's called Citizens Group Defends Keller ISD Against ACLU Attack. So Keller is a school district in Texas, and the ISD probably stands for Intermediate School District, the Keller Intermediate School District. The subtitle, Citizens Defending Freedom, dismisses the ACLU's Title IX discrimination complaint as intimidation and blatant fundraising. Citizens Defending Freedom dismisses the, okay, that's the subtitle, a conservative citizens advocacy group is defending Keller independent school district. All right, so the I is independent, not intermediate. Against the left-leaning American Civil Liberties Union's claim that district policies acknowledging biological sex are discriminatory. The reason I thought about this is because this law that, that Newsom signed set standards for all gender restrooms in public and private K-12 schools. So they have to have what they're calling all gender. So there's got to be a restroom that any gender can use. 
hopefully it's just one of those restrooms where it's just, you know, it's a, it's a one toilet deal where you go in and you lock the door behind you. I mean, you've seen those at places. Hopefully that's what it is, but you know, it's California. So we're not really sure. So this article out of Texas, um, there was a school district that, uh, that, you know, they were acknowledging biological sex bathrooms. And the ACLU came along and said, eh, no, you're discriminating. You're discriminating on the basis of sex. <laughs> I mean, think about this. This school, Keller Independent School District, says that uh, our policy is bathrooms for biological sex only. And the ACLU comes along and says, yeah, no, you're discriminating. Yeah, that's sexual discrimination. Citizens Defending Freedom said the ACLU's allegations that Keller ISD's bathroom and pronoun policies constitute Title IX civil rights violations. Yeah, but uh, the the Citizens Defending Freedom says these via, these allegations are baseless. So here we go. The left accuses. They 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 accuse, and and usually what they accuse is what they're doing. But citizens defending freedom has said, no, uh-uh, we're not we're not buying into this narrative. This this school district isn't going to buckle under the pressure of the ACLU. These claims are baseless. Citizens defending freedom dismissed the complaint as a blatant fundraising effort and accused the ACLU of attempting to quote intimidate school districts into us into accepting extremist gender ideologies. The ACLU's complaint against Keller ISD is both factually and legally incorrect. CDF said in a letter to the U.S. Department of Education's Civil Rights Office, in short, it is nothing more than an attempt to bully Keller ISD and other school districts into silence and submission. Yeah, absolutely. That's correct. In June, here is the uh, the backdrop. In June, Keller ISD adopted policies to designate bathrooms and other personal spaces by biological sex and to prevent any student or staff member from being forced to use particular pronouns. Thank you. Thank you, Keller Independent School District, for, for having common sense. And, and and making it a policy that if you're male, you're using the male bathrooms. And if you want to be called, you know, by the other pronoun, fine. But other people don't have to call you that. You know, staff members and other students shouldn't have to be forced to refer to you as a she when you're a he. I mean, refer to yourself if you want to. That's fine. I wonder if this is... You think this is the restrictive, hate-filled uh, policy that Weiner and uh, and the other Senator Eggman were referring to? You think it's this one? You think because the Keller Independent School District said, yeah, boys have to use boys' bathrooms uh, and staff members shouldn't be forced to refer to boys as he as she? You think that is, uh, you think that's restrictive and, and hate-filled? No, my friends, that, that is common sense. That is intelligence. 
this is this is the way it should be and we're not we're not going to just take the left's narrative that that this is hate this is not hate now, i don't know if this is what they're referring to but it probably is and 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 stuff like this but this is the opposite of hate this is love right here this is loving your children it's loving your sons and daughters and 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 making sure they are safe and protected in school restrooms and school locker rooms uh, it's caring for your staff and students by not having them be forced to participate in pretend speech it's like uh, it's, it's like, you know, the state of Michigan would pass a law that anybody who approaches me has to refer to me as Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, it's that asinine. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you, Keller Independent School District, for standing up. And thank you, Citizens Defending Freedom, for doing just that, for standing up and defending freedom and coming to the aid of the Keller Independent School District. The article continues. The ACLU responded in August. So this happened in, in June. In June, the school district says, you know what? Boys got to use boys' bathrooms and, and you know, girls the same. And teachers and students are not forced to use pronouns or, you know, forced to call anyone by a pronoun. That happens in June. Uh, the ACLU responded in August by filing a federal civil rights complaint that accused Keller of violating Title IX, a 1972 law that prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex in any education program receiving federal funds. Right, Title IX. Title IX makes sense. You can't discriminate on the basis of sex. So how is telling, telling, uh, <laughs> I can't even... <laughs> I can't even get this out. How is having a policy that biological males have to use the bathroom? How is that discriminating on the basis of sex? When you're discriminating against all the biological males by telling them, hey, you have a bathroom over here and you have to use it? Oh, I just, oh, the ridiculousness of this. It is just, it's backwards and it's upside down. All right. Yeah, it's it's also funny. Okay. Uh, Citizens Defending Freedom noted that Title IX contains provisions that authorize or allow for sex separate activities and facilities based on biological sex. Yes, that's of course what it, 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 it allows for, because that's the point. That's the purpose of Title IX. Oh, man. Contrary to the ACLU's claims, there is no federal or state law that prohibits the actions taken by Keller ISD, the organization, the organization said in a press statement. I love these guys. CDF contends that interpreting Title IX, as the ACLU did, would require a distorted, illogical reading of the law as Title IX explicitly allows for distinctions based on biological sex. Yes, yes, and yes. It would require a distorted, illogical reading of the law. But isn't that what they want? Isn't that what the left wants this boiled down to? Is everything to become distorted? Uh, oh, what was that? What's the Churchill quote? 
that malice distorts the truth. That's the quote. He says, uh, truth is indispensable or, oh, it's not coming to me. Okay, I'm going to have to pull this quote up. But the end of the quote says, malice distorts it. And then it finishes by saying, you know, yet there it is. The truth goes through all of this stuff, but uh, yet there it is. And through the stuff it goes through, malice attempts to distort it. And that's what the left wants to do, because the left is full of malice. They, they would require a distorted, illogical reading of the law, this Title IX law. Ugh. Unbelievable. Back to the article. The ACLU's reliance on the Supreme Court's 2020 decision in Bostock v. Clayton County is misplaced. Bostock does not extend to the Title IX context, as courts across the country have affirmed. These decisions align with the Department of Education's 2021 memorandum, which acknowledges that Title IX permits and in some cases requires consideration of biological sex. Yeah, absolutely it should require it, as in the case of bathrooms and locker rooms. The Texas Attorney General's office sued the Biden administration in June over its recent Title IX interpretation that equates sex with gender identity or, quote, transgender status. The lawsuit accused the ACLU and other groups that promote extremist homosexual ideologies of weaponizing the interpretation. Yeah, thank you to, to, to Ken Paxton over there. This attorney general is, he's the real deal. Quote, Keller ISD is one of a few school districts that has taken the courageous step of recognizing, recognizing that the best way to protect all students and respect parental authority is to continue to respect the binary distinctions between male and female in the school settings said Attorney Janelle Davis, a CDF ally. Thank you, Janelle. It's unfortunate that Keller is one of a few school districts that's doing this, but congratulations to Keller for, for having the courage because it's, it's the common sense thing to do. They've taken the courageous step of recognizing that the best way to protect all students. Yes, thank you, not just a group, you know, we, we shouldn't just be focusing on protecting this group or that group. Let's protect everybody. And the best way to do that is uh, is to continue to respect the binary distinction between male and female in the school setting. That is the absolute best way to do it. You give the ladies their bathrooms. That's the way it's been since the dawn of time. Give them their locker rooms. That's the way it's been since we've had locker rooms. Uh, let's respect privacy. Let's let's respect biological identity, because that is true, accurate identity. Uh, CDF said it views the ACLU's complaint as a fundraising effort that quote should not be taken as a valid representation of the facts. The group added it believes Keller ISD's policies are, quote, lawful, 
appropriate and in the best interest of all students, including those who identify as, well, as boys who want to dress up like girls or girls who want to dress up like boys. Yeah, so the, the CDF, Citizens Defending Freedom, is a nonprofit organization. So it's a grassroots deal. Founded in 2021. So it's young, just a couple years old. With county-level chapters that help citizens fight for transparency in local government. So this isn't just limited to schools. It is a grassroots effort that helps citizens fight for transparency in local government. CDF currently has chapters in Florida, Georgia, and Texas. We're going to have somebody on the show here in the next few days uh, from CDF. And, and we're going to talk about, you know, how do we set up chapters elsewhere? Because only having chapters of citizen group uh, or citizens defending freedom, only having chapters in, in Florida, Georgia, and Texas is not enough. We need chapters like this everywhere throughout the country. Let's let's go. Let's go grassroots. We've said that's what's going to that's what's going to turn this thing around and really turn it back to common sense. Common sense is the answer. Common sense is the solution and the way we get there is through grassroots efforts. All right. Uh we're all in agreement on that. Wish we had more time to talk about it, but we don't. We are flat out of time, America. But thank you for joining me today. We will have more fun next week. Encourage your friends and family to get on the deeds list. Let's unite to renovate the age. 